I want to go through this chapter with you today in this search for the right man. You must personally search for the right man. John, we are told here, was reduced to tears in the realization of hopelessness. And you've got to understand today that until the right man is found, that in your own heart, life, and future, there hopelessness. Because you cannot unlock the seals, the book, the blessings, the benefits of redemption until that right man has been found. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Golliher, and we're on the air again to bring you the message of the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. May there be a word in season for your heart. Today we're turning to Revelation chapter 4, looking for the right man to open the book. Without that right man, there is no Savior, no way to heaven. There is nothing but sorrow. Men will weep. And I hope today that you will learn that that right man, of course, is the Lord Jesus, the one who came from heaven, took upon him human form, and lived and dwelt amongst men, and lived that life that we should have lived, died the death that we should have died, rose victoriously over the grave, and is now appointed a seat in glory, the head of the church, the king of glory, and we're putting our trust in him. That's the message today from Revelation chapter 4, The Right Man. We also have a hymn, Keep Me Near the Cross, and we'll have a few questions on the sermon today at the end. Now we begin with the Psalm 24. Just let me read this. It's a beautiful, well-worded, and simple psalm that will minister to your heart. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. This psalm is based upon the entourage of a king arriving at the city gate, and the courtiers that go before the king, he exclaimed to the gatesman, Open up the gate, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And then the king come, the question comes from the gatekeepers, Who is this king of glory? They answer, The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. 
Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up. And here comes the request that they may open the gates and allow the king to come in. But again comes the question, who is this king of glory? And the answer, the Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. I want you to think of being the gatekeeper, keeping the gate while men plead with you to open up and allow the king of glory to come in. Now, initially, there will be the question, who is he? Why should I open up the gate of my heart to allow this Jesus into my life? But when the answer is given, he is the king of glory. He's the son of God. He is the one who has the right to rule in your life. Open up the gates and allow him to come in. Here is the appeal of Psalm 24. I trust that today that your heart will be wide open to the claims of the Savior as he in comes to knock at your heart's door and to seek an entrance in unto you. Let's unite in prayer. We'll ask the Lord to help today. Father, we thank thee for this Psalm 24, for this introduction to the King of glory. And we pray that we may learn much of him today, both in our ministry and by your Spirit, working in hearts, opening hearts to know, to seek, to serve the Lord Jesus. So minister through your word today, we pray that you would be pleased to bless and encourage every heart. Remember those that are lonely and struggling in life, those that are cast down and need just the presence of the Lord to carry them along. O oh Lord, be the comforter of thy people. We plead, ask, and pray these things in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We're coming now to our message in Revelation chapter 4, the right man. I want to read to you this uh, language of Revelation chapter 5. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. So today we're turning to our pulpit ministry here at the Free Presbyterian Church to answer the question, who is this man? And how can he open the record books for us? I trust that you will stay tuned with us as we let the Bible speak from the pulpit of our Free Presbyterian Church here in Cloverdale. Have you ever stood in a courtroom or a lawyer's office waiting for a last will to be read. I want you to put yourself into such a room. And there on the front desk sits a legal file. Within it are the documents, the will and testament of the deceased. The family and all interested parties are present for the reading of that will. The clock is ticking. The time is appointed, and everyone is anxious for the right person to come and to read 
that will. In comes the court officer. He's in charge of affairs and order. All eyes are on him as he comes through the door, and he takes a seat. But he can't read that will. Tension grows. The talk clock is ticking. And in comes the sheriff. And he takes his place. But he can't read that will and testament either. By and by comes in a lawyer, and he's the representative of the deceased, but he can't read that document either. And then finally appears a judge. It is his role, and he is given the authority to open the file. He takes his place behind the desk, right behind that legal file. And it is with anxiety, but also with relief, that the right man is now seated, ready to open the file and begin to read that last will and testament. It is the reading of that document that now opens or gives grant to all the benefits and wishes of the deceased and authorizes the legal secretaries to go to work to disperse the assets and the benefits of that will to the right persons and parties. As we look into Revelation chapter 5 here today, we come to a same scene because there is the cry, who is worthy to open the book and break the seals thereof. The right person must be found. You'll notice here that a book is present, but no man can be found, either in heaven, earth, or under the earth. In all of God's universe, there is no man to be found who has the authority to open the book and to read the decrees that are within. In verse 2, you'll, you have a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? In verse 4, such is the tension, such is the, the grief over the matter, that John is said to have wept. And I wept much because no man was for thee to open the book. That would mean that all the decrees of God and all the purposes of God remain locked up. They cannot be dispersed. There is a deadlock. And John, out of frustration, is seen here weeping waiting, looking, searching, that somehow there might be the right man to open the book. Here is also a challenge for us, for every one of us here today, to search for the one who can open to us God's mighty purposes of salvation. There's only one who can give to us the very gift and the grants of God's eternal life. And until that person is found, until he is your Lord and your Savior, 
all that God has decreed, covenanted for His people is sealed up and will not become your personal salvation until He is found. I want to go through this chapter with you today in this search for the right man. You must personally search for the right man. John, we are told here, was reduced to tears in the realization of hopelessness. And you've got to understand today that until the right man is found, that in your own heart, life, and future, there hopelessness, because you cannot unlock the seals, the book, the blessings, the benefits of redemption until that right man has been found. If you were to go along the streets and you would discover someone who was uh, worn and tears dripping from his cheeks, you would say there is someone in a state of hopelessness. And that's where you and I need to be before we will to appreciate the one that God has appointed to open the book and to unlock the seals. Now, John was reduced to tears at the failure of others to open the book. We're told here, no man, either in heaven, earth, or under the earth. Now, in our days, many people are looking for men. The United Nations is looking for men to change the world, to deliver the world, to bring peace to the world. But the Bible tells us very clearly, clearly that no man can be found. And the only hope for this troubled world is God's man, God's Redeemer and Savior. It was also reduced to tears at the loss of all the riches and all the benefits and the blessings. And it's horrible to think that all would be lost to your soul that there is a great inheritance, that there are the riches of redemption. There is all the eternal life that God promises to his people. And it's horrible to think that all of that should be locked up, unavailable, and you would live, die, and perish without any part in that eternal inheritance. Now, you see in Christ is placed all the per God. Look at verse 7. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Here is God handing to his son, the Lord Jesus, this book, the book for which John wept, the book that contains all the blessings and purposes of God for his church, for his people. And God gives that book to this lamb, as he is described in this chapter. And you'll note here that God has given all government to his son. A bit like what Pharaoh did with Joseph in those years of famine. And because of Joseph's dream and interpretation that there would be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine, and Pharaoh appointed Joseph to be the king of all the barns and the granaries of Egypt. And, 
Nothing would be granted without Joseph's permission. And all the people were told to go to Joseph. Here you see that granted to the Lord Jesus is every covenant blessing, every grace, every mercy is given through the Lord Jesus. The Father gave to the Son the book uh, that he would open and make a mighty blessing. Every covenant blessing is in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 39, the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I wonder, are you, are you looking for a Savior today? Are you looking for one to bring to your heart, to your soul, the blessing of God? You tell me you want to know God. You want to walk with God. You want to live for God. You want to live one day with God. Then you need this lamb, this one who is worthy to open the book. Have you begun the search? You must personally search for this one who is worthy to open the book. Now, in this search, you'll notice that you have a proper description of him. You want to be sure that you get the right man, the one who is designated as worthy to open the book. Well, if you look at verse 5, you'll notice that he must be true man. Verse 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to and to lose the seven seals thereof. Now notice that this real man has a real earthly father, in the sense that he comes of the lineage of David. He is a descendant in the human race. And of course, through the miracle of the incarnation, that room, while he was conceived by the Holy Spirit supernaturally, he was a real man of the lineage of David, of the household of David, of the household of Judah. But he had true humanity. And this is the interesting part that John looks for a man. And the search is in heaven, the search is in earth, the search is under the earth, but here is the one that is designated and described. He's of the root of David. He is the true man. But he's the sinless man, of course, because he was born supernaturally of Mary. Now, in verse 6, you'll notice that he's not only man, but he's God. He is described here as having seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, notion you have figurative language, and I don't think you want to be looking for a Savior that has seven horns and seven eyes in a literal sense. But these speak of his authority. And the horn is the horn of his power. The eyes are the eyes of his omniscience. He is the all-seeing, all-knowing. But this is the makeup of the man. He's man, he's the root of David, but he's God. 
because he has every attribute of deity, and everything about him is absolutely perfect. His knowledge is perfect knowledge. He's all-knowing. His love, who can measure it? So high, you can't get over it. So deep, you can't get under it. So wide, you can't get around it. The love of our Lord Jesus for his church, his bride, is unquestionable, and it is infinite. Perfect love, perfect power. He not only has authority, but he has the strength to carry out that authority. When you go down this chapter and look of some of the attributes that are ascribed to him by the angels, by the elders, by the four living creatures, they ascribe to him power as in strength, but also the authority to carry out his work. His mercy is infinite. This is one of the great wonders of our Redeemer. He is full of compassion. What a friend we have in Jesus. He loves, he cares, he sympathizes. He's the sympathizing Lord Jesus. Human sympathy can parallel so far in the cares and burdens of life. The troubles and trials that you bear, I know perhaps very little of them. I may listen to your problems and trouble, and I can, with all my earnestness, try to enter into where you're at and what you're enduring. But only the Lord Jesus can fully understand. He was tempted in all points like as we are. He is able to succor in any time trouble. He is perfect in his mercy. As we think of his redemption, his blood that he offered on the cross, it was spotless, sinless, incorruptible, and powerful blood. His word, well, the word of the Lord Jesus, is eternal. Where else will you begin to look for such a man? Think of the religions, religions of this world. We think of the Muslim people. Can such a lamb redeemed, who is worthy to open the book and to bring to them all the purposes and grace of the God of heaven? Where is the man who is true man, sinless man, the God-man, with all the character of God himself, and who is able to succor each one of his people. It must be God and man in one person. And that's why I wanted to read earlier 1 Timothy 2.5. There is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. It is his office, it is his authority to reconcile God to sinful men. Job called him a devil's man. He puts his hand on God and his hand on a sinner. And he reconciles, bringing them together to be at peace, to be at one, from which we get this English word atonement. He brings you, a sinner, 
rebel, under God's wrath, he reconciles you to be at peace with him through that very blood that he shed on the cross. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. And it is our privilege to bring you the message of the gospel. Now, I hope that it's loud and clear. I hope that we're making the gospel uh, simple, but clear and convincing to every one of our listeners. Now, this message today on the right man to open the book, and it is the language of uh, the Old Testament mortgaging, and that the witness and the man of authority and inheritance, the man who was rich that could open and unseal the book and deliver it to those and bring its blessings to those that are listed therein. And all of this the Lord Jesus does for us. He is the right man. He has all the right attributes. He is God and he's man, but he's perfect man. He is sinless man. And of course, his heart and interest is in bestowing grace unto sinners. And this is the perfect man who has all authority and power to open the book, to unlock the seals, and bring the blessing of salvation to all who look to him. And I exhort you to look to the Lord Jesus. There is none other who has the authority or the power or the attributes to unlock to you God's so great and wonderful salvation. And here on Let the Bible Speak Day by Day, we want to press upon you the need to have the Lord Jesus as your own personal Savior. It's not enough to hear about him. It's not enough to say, I know, but you must Accept, believe, repent, and turn to the Lord with all your heart. If I can be of any personal help, feel free to give me a call or be in touch through our website, and all the details are coming up. May the Lord bless you today and encourage you. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music